0: Welcome to Freaky Fandoms. I am your host, Andrew Hawkins, and with me as always is Debra. How are you doing, Debra?
1: doing good. A little groggy today, but I'm doing okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, which is kind of funny, because we're talking about sleepwalkers today, so I guess you could say that's kind of appropriate.
1: <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Not so, really.
0: <laughs> why the hell are we talking about this fucking movie? <laughs>
1: do 60 days of halloween every year yeah and we could not think of a fucking movie to watch and for some reason it just popped into my head and i was like let's just let's just watch this and we did and it's really bad
0: yeah i i don't think we were going to be able to avoid this one this year um We've been doing a lot of werewolf movies. We've been doing a lot of um, shapeshifter movies, um, people transforming into monsters, um, skinwalkers, you know, that old uh, Native American uh, legend.
1: Yeah, we rarely actually do this much werewolf and transforming.
0: We usually shit on that, you know? we We usually make jokes about werewolf movies. We, um... Usually just kind of discard them as like um, the lesser of all of the universal monsters and original tropes. But this year, I mean, usually during September, we always get the bullshit out of the way, right?
1: Yeah, so maybe that's just what it is. Maybe we're just purging all the werewolf and transformation bullshit.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, just getting it out of the fucking way.
1: Except for Silver Bullet. We have to... That's the one. Yeah. That
0: is the one that is 100% October, the week of Halloween for sure, because that does take place on Halloween, and it's also fucking awesome.
1: And Howling 2.
0: Yes, Howling 2. Absolutely Howling 2. But I would say Howling 2 qualifies for almost any time of the year. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's a
0: springtime movie. It's a summer movie. It's a winter movie. If... You know, you have a little bit of suspension of disbelief because it's not exactly a snowy Romanian love story. (laughs) But all that aside, speaking of love stories.
1: Uh, Ugh, gross. This
0: movie's fucking disgusting, Deborah. (laughs) It's such a gross fucking movie.
1: It really is. Ugh. Well, yeah. What are we
0: going to start with? Are we going to start with, like, the most. Disgusting aspects of this movie. Do we want to talk about what makes us cringe and our skin crawl and us get aroused? How how do we want to approach this?
1: Oh, oh. Aroused with vomit. Okay.
0: <laughs> aroused with the the intent to puke.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's dig into it. <laughs> Not erotically. Let's dig into sleepwalkers.
0: Ah, oh, this fucking movie. Um. <laughs> It's awful. Again, it's absolutely fucking terrible. Um, How
1: did you first come to know about this movie and what did you first see it?
0: Totally VHS tape. Um, because Stephen King was a huge buzz uh, word around the time in the early 90s, as he had been through the 70s and the 80s. Um, by this point, he had already come out with a lot of adaptations. Of his films that had gone past the auteurs and the great directors. I mean, this was like shit, fifteen years after The Shining, something like that. So we, would by this point, gotten Graveyard Shift. We'd gotten um, his directorial debut, and still to this day, only uh, Don't film scare he the directed. Shit out of you. Oh, my God, that fucking commercial's amazing. <laughs> Every single time I watch that trailer where he's wild-eyed, coked up, cross-eyed, and buck tooth <laughs> yelling in your face about maximum overdrive. It just makes it's me so fucking good. smile. I love it so much in front of that fucking Green Goblin hood ornament. Um, but, yeah, Sleepwalkers had come out. And it was a big fucking deal in the theater, apparently. It made a lot of money, allegedly um compared to its budget
1: supposedly this did really well
0: i mean that is if you listen to Mick garris you know yeah uh i actually haven't checked the uh box office tally for this one but i don't really feel like i need to uh nor (laughs) do i want to
1: like we we want to bring the best material and the best show possible yes so we usually fact check everything we don't fucking care. Weeks
0: right. of research. <laughs> um I had actually pondered, like I, I'd considered trying to find a screenplay of this movie.
1: Oh yeah, because um, this wasn't a novel. This was yeah like, this wasn't an adaptation. This was he just wrote the script for it and it got birthed into the world.
0: Exactly, exactly. Just just the screenplay, no reference, short story, no uh, was it Richard Bachman, his uh, pen name um, yeah, that so he had used for yeah, fucking ever? Um, I think so. But all, all that aside, um, God, Alice Krieg's interview for this. <laughs> Oh, God, we'll
1: talk about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah.
0: Um, so I knew about the movie, and I knew about the cover. The cover art was yes. very striking to 10-year-old me, however old I was, 9 or 10, when this came out which I think would have been 92 or 93. I yeah, think this was around at that 92. time. Yeah. So, when it hit VHS and it wound up in the horror section of the video store, I think I snagged it or maybe my parents did and they brought it home on a rental day on a Friday and they'd left it sitting around over the weekend and I snagged it threw it into the tape player and then immediately got grossed out. <laughs> From, from the beginning, from the first time I ever saw this fucking movie, I did not feel comfortable watching it. Yeah. Um, so how did you find out about this fucking movie?
1: So I actually didn't find out about this until I was like 16.
0: Oh, the the age of... Uh, um, Spiritual and sexual awakening and growth and maturity you're
1: Disgusting. So you're, you,
0: <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> As you're discovering all of the the intricacies of young adults. So fucking gross. So I know. I, I'm sorry. I heard some stuff about Roman Polanski this morning that just makes me just want to retch. But please do go on.
1: So I saw the cover <laughs> it's and. Up tried and true network video the video rental store yeah, I saw the cover the pink and the purple and the black and the green and yeah because no it's, what... it's one of those
0: like purple green contrast yeah. covers that and like
1: I read the back and did not give a fucking shit.
0: I don't even remember what the summer I don't the remember the what like yeah. I was
1: like, yeah, I'm never gonna watch this
0: okay, yeah
1: fast forward to last year.
0: <laughs> i swear wait 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 wait, wait 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 when we watched this last year was this the first time you'd ever fucking yes. seen it yeah that's right you mentioned when we were watching this because uh for 60 like, days of halloween you're like this is the only second time i've ever seen it i'm like oh my god yeah
1: because we were watching like we were having problems finding what to put on, so we yeah. went on to Amazon,
0: and yeah. it was
1: on Amazon Prime, which it's still, uh, I think you have to rent it now.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's a $3.99 yeah. HD rental if you want to go that route, but again, you know, it's going to be making a resurgence really soon, and we'll talk about that yeah. as we as we go on.
1: But it was on Amazon Prime, and you're like, fuck it, do you want to get grossed out? And I'm thinking it's going to be a gore fest. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you put it on.
0: What did I mislead you?
1: No. <laughs> My imagination did. Ugh. And that was the first time I had ever seen sleepwalkers.
0: So you get for being hopeful, being uh yeah. being positive like I'm oh. Sleep-
1: And I we watched it's gonna be like dead alive. We watched it and it was terrible. Yeah. And then to be fair, it's like not only was it we couldn't find anything this year. Right. I've been kind of pining to rewatch it. Yeah. Just to see if like my memory was right.
0: Bad it was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God, what was it that we watched that was genuinely fucking awful the second time? Well, this year. You know, yeah, that's right. We we watched Pet Cemetery too, and it was terrible. <laughs> and I usually like that movie a lot. Like you I don't love know that movie. I do, I really do, you know, Ed Furlong, the fucking uh, mother-son relationship. And why are you 30. doing that It's voice? So gross. It's so fucking gross. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I, I hope everyone listening to this right now has just had like the full body shiver that I've had because I'm just grossed out thinking about it. It's just
1: the way so you
0: disgusting. said that. Ah, yuck. Yuck. It's so it's so fucking ugh, disgusting. <laughs> um Clancy Brown, man. Clancy fucking Brown but is in Pet t- Cemetery too. So we'll save that for another so show. What
1: about the mother son relationship? Stop touching
0: me. <laughs> Stop touching me while you're trying to talk to me about Alice Krieg and Ben Cruz or whatever the fuck his name is. One and done single shot actor trying his best to be fucking funny while he's looking to murder Shelly from Twin Peaks. This fucking movie is all over the place. So, like it is a tonal fucking mess. Well, I but think yeah, it might
1: have been like a director change because I think. Oh yeah,
0: that's right. Because Gareth said that. Uh, yeah, Mick Gareth talked that um, someone was in there before him.
1: Yeah, and he's like, they were Stephen King was talking to me about how this one guy was putting it in this direction that wasn't right, so he wanted mm-hmm. me to come in and fix it because what I did was Psycho Four.
0: Yeah. He. Oh yeah. Because um, prior to this, um, Mick Gareth had never worked with Stephen King. Yeah. Um, and I think he went on to do The Stand after... They... Yeah, I, I know you're not a fan, Unpopular
1: but... opinion, The Stand is fucking garbage.
0: Oh, come on. Fucking one of our favorite actors of all time.
1: M-O-O-N-S-B-M-E. Well
0: sure, yeah, you can shit all over that, but you can't you can't deny that Miguel Ferrer isn't absolutely fucking awesome in that movie. I, I and so is Shawnee Smith. I mean, come on, you got some great, great just fucking because performances. It has great
1: people with yeah. great performances doesn't mean it's not trash.
0: It's mute Rob Lowe. He doesn't say a damn thing except for the couple of flashbacks towards the end, but it doesn't matter fuck it we're not talking about the stand um we we could well we we have discussed Uh doing an episode on Stephen King which would probably span multiple episodes yeah much like what we're doing with um, Madness Returns where we're gonna make it either a two or three parter but for Stephen King I think we could probably rack it up to five easy oh yeah especially if we wanted to get into his later shit Um, But yeah, McGarris, prior to doing Sleepwalkers, had done Critters 2 and Psycho 4, Mm -hmm. both amazing prestige films.
1: And Um, he even said that the mother-son relationship, the way that was handled in Psycho 4... Influenced him. Influence That's right. That's right. Stephen King.
0: Okay. Full full disclosure: I have not seen Psycho Four. Um, I've read about <laughs> it. I think it's not the one with Jeff Fahey, like trying to seduce a woman with a couple of lamps.
1: I, I don't remember. I think I've seen it when I was like <laughs>
0: little. Yeah, okay. And I remember it being I have, gross. I might have. I think and I've seen all it. the Psycho movies, but I, think I don't I recall remember them a bit with so like
1: sweet, like they were making homemade sweet tea or something. I don't know.
0: I have no idea. That could be Fried Green Tomatoes for all I fucking know. <laughs> Unless we decide we want to watch Psycho 3 and 4 during 60 Days of Halloween, which is entirely optional. But Psycho 2, Tom Holland. So, you know. Mm. Yay. Tom Holland. Um, but getting back to it, I love Credits 2, by the way. I mean, that's a fucking fantastic. You Easter are doing movie.
1: everything you can not to talk about sleep I
0: Um, I really am. Um, McGarris got hired on because the previous director was taking it in a plot. Um for, what was, what What exactly did he say? World of Sleepwalkers? Yeah. Like, where it was supposed to be Planet of the Sleepwalkers.
1: Yeah. It's Something like that. fucking
0: terrible. But um, he said he put it back on the rails, like a good journeyman, workman director should, and had his back and forth with Stephen King, which kind of confuses me. And we it, talked it about all, this the other day. It was all
1: on the phone. I mean, shit like that happens all the time.
0: Yeah, but he's in the fucking movie. I
1: think he's... I know he's in the movie, but yeah. I think that that might have been done before Mick got there.
0: You think so? Yeah. You think... Okay. I
1: really think so.
0: Because that that confuses me because... It doesn't
1: confuse me because that's... When that's happening, is totally different from
0: oh, the the tone of the rest of the movie, yeah, so I I'm, yeah, I'm I can't tell
1: I'm, I'm thinking that was the yeah. previous director.
0: because what we're talking about is a scene where it reeks of Mick Garris calling up his buddies and getting them to be in the movie, it's and it's true. after this huge fucking sequence where the main character
1: everyone's in there.
0: It's nuts. Like,
1: Toby Hooper, Clive Yeah, first Bar- one. Like, Clive Barker yep. is in there. Yep. Stephen King, obviously, because he has to.
0: Yeah, Who yeah. else is in there? Um, so, that scene, the scene after the incident in the graveyard, when Shelly's in the car, because I cannot remember her name as the character it's in the movie. It's Well, Madchen. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's the actress.
1: Well, her name is Shelly.
0: Yes, so... Um, <laughs> Something terrible has happened to Shelly in the graveyard and it doesn't involve Leo. And
1: <laughs> this time.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh it tore my dishes.
1: This was like a couple of years before. It was.
0: That's that's the <laughs> timeline. That's that's before, you know because everyone was like, oh Shelly, uh, I think she was like a year ahead of us.
1: <laughs> Do not make this canon with Twin
0: Peaks. This is 100% canon with Twin Peaks because Shelly moves to Twin Peaks after the events of what happens in Travis. I I think it's Travis because that's the name of the town in Sleepwalk. So she leaves Travis and leaves her job at the popcorn stand at the movie theater. She moves. She does one year. She does her senior year, which, again, I can't tell what the fuck is going on with Sleepwalkers because... Are they high schoolers? Yeah. Are they college?
1: No, they, they gotta be, like...
0: I can't tell! Like, I look at all of those scenes with Otho, and I'm like, this looks like a fucking college class. Looks, like, this looks like college lit.
1: It looks like college class, but the exterior...
0: Looks like Scream's no, no, shitty is, high school?
1: I swear to God, it actually says high school on the yeah. side.
0: Is it, is it like the same high school from The Craft? Or, like...
1: No, it's like the it's same like high school reused... from the faculty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Again, another movie where 30-year-olds are playing seniors.
1: That's just how it goes, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. There's, like, that one bit in this movie where the principal of the school is, like, holding a dude's ear, dragging him out of class, and the guy's clearly yes! like, 42.
1: <laughs> We're like, why is he hurting that old man?
0: Yeah. <laughs> why does he have a teacher by the ear? Um, yeah, so that that's the first like set of crazy cameos is Toby Hooper and Clive Barker after a fucking scene of a crime in a graveyard. Then you cut to, I think, 20 minutes after that in a morgue when they're looking at the cop who's been killed, I think. Um, because they're they're looking at a yeah. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Because uh...
1: they're either in the morgue or they some they have a morgue attached to the police department.
0: Oh, you mean like Twin Peaks, where they they got a like a they got a like a Trish or whatever. Her, her name is in the town. Just a couple. A couple miles down.
1: Stop derailing. Okay. I wanna get this out. <laughs> All
0: right, yes, yes. Um, so first up, boom, Toby Hooper, Clive Barker like, holy shit, they're talking to Stephen King. They're having none of Stephen King's shit. Moving on to John Landis and Joe Dante.
1: I forgot Joe Dante was in it.
0: Yeah, and this was like around maybe a year or two after he had done Gremlins 2. Mm -hmm. Like, I swear to God, this might have been like Burbs time. Like around the same time maybe that... You know, they did all the stuff on Tales from the Crypt, because we (laughs) just watched a Tales from the Crypt episode with fucking Tom Hanks. Yes! Which is so much fun. It was
1: actually really good.
0: It was a fun one. It was a really fun one. Doesn't he get killed by getting thrown into a TV?
1: Yes.
0: Okay, so back to Sleepwalkers, because it's great. Piece of shit. Um, I'm just happy Otho's in this. For two minutes. And,
1: and Ron Perlman shows up. Yeah,
0: at the end. Like, there are crazy bookends of, like, these cameo character roles.
1: Mm-hmm. He's in it for, f- like, maybe altogether two minutes.
0: Who, the Pearl? Or are you talking about... Uh, the Pearl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ron Perlman shows up as, like, a state cop. A statey, or... He's, like, a man, state, state patrol. trooper or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever.
1: He's got an attitude.
0: Uh, he's a fucking douche attitude here and it's great and then he's got that awesome close up where he's getting his fingers bitten off he's like
1: oh, I just remembered the one liner
0: oh are you oh, talking we'll, about
1: we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it
0: yeah etiquette and eating habits um, but the very first the very first crazy cameo right out of the fucking gate what the fuck is Mark Hamill doing in this movie
1: right
0: yeah cause like we see the mother and daughter there. are son the mother and son's aftermath of the what? previous place that they've left and it's oh, Bodega Bay
1: and, you're
0: right. why the fuck is it Bodega right. Bay is it like a fucking <laughs> Puppet Master tie in too you and remember, like, like we John were... Carpenter's The Fog what is happening we were here?
1: watching it and it started and you started laughing just because of the song that was playing and I'm like oh, it's doing... Bodega Bay and you're like no it's not and then just like in bold words
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bodega Bay and I was like fuck Blade and torture running around. I mean,
1: he had to. They did a really good job covering up Carrie Fisher's coke attack on his face. Oh, my
0: God. Deborah, (laughs) Jesus.
1: They did, like, a really good job.
0: Stop. It was a car wreck. Let it go. All right. So, enough of that. Um oh God, and I think this is like around the time he made the Guyver, too, so he had that wicked fucking cop stash.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, it
0: was at so. First good. I didn't
1: notice him because he didn't have the scars he had a stash. I'm like, wait, oh shit.
0: you never see Luke Skywalker in a police uniform running around a fucking bungalow where a bunch of
1: cats are dead cats
0: are mutilated and hung from ropes. And that is really upsetting. Like I know that there's a disclaimer at the end of this movie that says all violence against animals is simulated.
1: But there's a lot... But god of,
0: damn! There's
1: a lot of dead cat puppets in this.
0: Yeah, and then even, like, the actor cats, like, the felines <laughs> that are in the movie... The
1: actor cats!
0: They are! They're all little actor cats, and they all got SAG insurance, and they're all little happy floofs. Um, I really can't imagine that there wasn't some, like, Humane Society, like, PETA shit going on here, where it was, like...
1: People freaking out.
0: Yeah. So,
1: while we're on this, I don't know yeah. like, spoiler alert. For those, <laughs> of you, for those of you who don't know what this movie <laughs> is about. Let's just talk about the fucking, like, it's framework. About, it's about a mother and son. Yes. Who have a very special relationship. Ew. That are. you, Deborah? Creatures known as sleepwalkers. Mm-hmm. And they're part... They're shapeshifters that are part human, part lizard, part feline.
0: Okay. I uh, I kind of agree with that, but I know you're also kind of quoting um, Alice Krieg.
1: Yeah. Um, no, they're totally lizard. You think? Yeah.
0: They're like lizard look cats. Look at their bodies. Yeah, they are kind of scaly, aren't they? Yeah. do not so, they look a bit like um, feline, upright bright sand true type skin? Kind of, Sort yeah. of, I don't know.
1: So, Little Pokemon for you folks. They're these shapeshifters that kind of act like vampires, but yeah. instead of sucking in blood, they have to suck out the soul and innocence of a virgin.
0: Yeah, but then they also like chomp people's necks open, yeah. like dismember people.
1: But the thing is, is, like, I don't think females can feed because the whole thing is like... The son needs to feed on the virgin girl and then feed it to his mom. I don't know if that's just their relationship or if that's how it actually goes. <laughs> like
0: the reverse mama and baby bird. Like he's got to <laughs> he's got to go and so, get the purple life essence and make out with mom to feed her because she's famished. Before she smacks the shit out of him in one of the worst tracking shots I've ever seen in my goddamn why life. Why are you
1: being such a bitch? Because I'm hungry. <laughs>
0: God damn! Yeah, that's those are lines in this movie. By the way, the dialogue in this movie is absolutely fucking ridiculous. So
1: they're these shapeshifters, oh and you can't kill them. Like nothing kills them. The only thing that kills them is the scratch of a cat.
0: Yeah, because you know their scat, scat, their cat scratch fever <laughs> is lethal. Yeah. To get the cat scratched So, Do you think that, like, Stephen King was on his Coke desk, like, yes. listening to Ted Nugent? And he was like, what kind of werewolf would die from getting scratched by a cat, Huge. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Because I think the timeline of, like, his insane Death Star desk was, like, eventually around the early, mid-90s, he got rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that gigantic fucking three-panel, crazy, like, just booze, blow, typewriter. He was a fucking rock star, man. God damn, that dude was just... Unreal. But
1: yeah, so. That's... He had
0: to have had some shit happen in his life to make him throw that shit away. Like, if he didn't crash and burn somehow or have some terrible event happen, he'd still be pumping out these amazing, inventive, completely wild stories. Instead I guarantee of, it. Instead
1: of being a hack fraud 70 year old lesbian.
0: Dr. Sleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Coming anyway. soon! Anyway, yeah. that's what Steve Walker's is about. It's about shapeshifters that. Are villainized that are like cats. By cats, yeah. That are cats that get killed by cats.
0: Exciting, isn't it,
1: folks? With lots of incest.
0: There's so much incest in this movie. I I don't
1: like straight up. Like he's mounting her Ugh. incest. No,
0: they they have a they have a fucking sex scene, and it's really gross. Uh... Oh, and do you remember? Um... <laughs> Hearing Mick Garris talk about how they produced that effect. Yeah. Where, like, the mom and the son are fucking on the bed, and then there's the cutout in the mirror because, ooh, inventive.
1: It's like, no, we know that's how you did it. It's obvious.
0: Yeah. They've been doing that since fucking Three Stooges shows. Like, it's nothing new. You're about 70 years behind in that kind of creative and unique special (laughs) effects work.
1: Like, one of the things I don't get Mirrored. is the fucking change. Because, like, so it's the mother and the son. And, like, mm-hmm. the son is, like, really mild and meek and kind of charming. He's a good guy. And he just wants to make love with his mother and feed her.
0: <sighs> yeah. And he, he does have a weird sadistic sort of thing where he's, like, reading a textbook and he's, like, carving a tea into his arm with a knife. Like I don't know well, if that's, that's like an it, edgelord thing. Well,
1: that's when it starts, and you're like, okay, that's a little weird. And then yeah. out of fucking nowhere, he's tearing off the pedophile uh, the pedophile t- teacher's implied, hand.
0: implied, Deborah,
1: implied, implied.
0: Yeah, we're we're talking about Glenn Shattuck's here, so let's not uh, say that we're we're trying to put, I guess, character tropes onto onto this performance.
1: He was trying to get sex. <laughs>
0: That is so fucking, like, upsetting, too, because there's, like, the whole thing in the classroom where we're introduced to the setting of what's going on at the school where the, you know, fucking sleepwalker kid is now trying to prey on Shelly and get her because she's virgin. Oh, that's the thing. Sleepwalkers can trying. only feed on virgins.
1: That's what I already said.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, just letting you know, folks. So there's all this dialogue between the son and the mom about, is she sweet? Is, is she, she nice? nice? Is, is she really nice? Just fucking say, is she a goddamn virgin? You're about to go and bang upstairs while listening to that fucking 50s sleepwalk instrumental song. Say what you mean. Um, it is, like, kind of a weird back and forth where, like, the student gets the better of the teacher, and the teacher has a grudge. But then there's, like, a really weird interaction when he's standing by the car and he's like, Oh, your generation's so mercenary because all you think about is getting paid, but I think about something else. As
1: he reaches his hand down into the lap location.
0: <laughs> into into the lap region. Um, so, yeah, that's when we first see one of the worst CG face transformations. (laughs) Like, there's all this bragging about, oh, sleepwalkers came out before T2 and face morphing was new technology at the time. We can tell. No shit. Especially during that car chase. God (sighs) damn. Which is like,
1: why would he like he, that is not the character we established. I
0: don't. There, there is. There are no rules in this movie except for like the very thinly veiled setup established. The
1: only rules are the mother and the son fuck and need to eat a virgin soul.
0: And cats want to kill them.
1: And cats want to kill them. That's, That's
0: it. it. That's totally it. There is. <laughs> there is no clear line of what their superpowers are, what their abilities are, what they can. They're do. super
1: strong.
0: I, did, I mean, sure. They like throw people around, and they like stab a dude with a
1: corn beer cob. Of corn. Yeah.
0: Oh god. Um. They no, that also happens. have like
1: they seriously. She stabs so him dumb. in the spinal cord it's and severs so it with dumb. a corn cob.
0: So dumb. And then. <laughs> Do we just want to say the fucking line now? Get it out of the way and then start talking about that goddamn car. So,
1: no context. None. Nothing. She just stabs, the mom stabs this cop in the spine with the corn cob and he falls over and she, like, gets over his body and says, no vegetables, no dessert. Those are the rules. And then leaves. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Seriously, how it's delivered.
0: All right, so let's break down the problems with this. Ah. One, as a one liner, after a death, after a murder, to say that as like an evil one liner, that is awful. That's not the only issue here. This guy, (laughs) Deputy Doofburger,
1: was eating vegetables
0: the whole goddamn night. He was eating so many vegetables, it was pissing people off. Because, again, like, we're, we're getting to, you know, talking about after um, Shelly has been assaulted. Yeah. Um, because uh, the guy, is it Mark? Is that his name? Charles. Charles? Yeah. Mm, same thing. Um, after he has tried to suck out her life essence and she has stabbed him in the eye with a, what is it, a corkscrew?
1: It's a wine opener. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, she's home. And her parents are looking after her and the cops have said, All right, Deputy Ding Dong, go and fucking look after him and make sure that none of the crazy Charles Braden whatever's um, come to the house. And he is eating them out of house and home. Like, he has 15 fucking corn cobs piled up on his plate. He's still going and the mom's like you want one more there's one left and he's like yeah and she like drops her shit on the floor and gets yeah. consoled by the husband and then a couple minutes later he cuts to him eating a cherry pie i think i'm a 100% sure he's having dessert
1: well i saw the mom wrapping up the pie but it yeah. didn't look like there was a piece cut out so i think he was just eating corn
0: it- Well, I mean, it was like a fork and it looked like a crust, you know, because that's that's why I'm thinking about it, because it's a direct lead into another Stephen King property, thinner.
1: Knock it off.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So he gets killed and then the dad maybe gets killed because he gets like a glass face smashed across his face by Alice Creek. The mom gets thrown out the window and lives. And then when she's getting kind of carted away, she's like, yeah. And that's the end you see of the parents. This movie's awful. This movie's really fucking bad. But
1: it's got a hero cat named Clovis. Yes. And
0: who is played by the amazing early 90s actor cat Sparks, (laughs) famous for sleepwalkers.
1: And it's got a lot of cats.
0: It's got so many cats. And it's got so many puppet cats. And it's got so many goddamn ridiculous cat deaths. Like one of the worst things I've ever seen. And you can't stop laughing.
1: I can't. I can't. It's so
0: goddamn bad. Um, So we have the showdown in the house where the sleepwalkers live. And every house they move into gets surrounded by cats. And they put out, like, bear traps and, you know, cat food. And they're, they're just fucking monsters. And they eventually get in the house.
1: And they attack while... Alice
0: Creed. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's the main cop who has a shotgun. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the town sheriff um, points his shotgun at Alice Krieg. And she, like takes the cat that's on her chest and snaps its neck and throws it away. And it's really upsetting. But she's got a cat that's like gripping her back and like, won't let go. <laughs> well, Sheriff shoots her in the fucking gut, and the cat goes flying across the room and goes, <laughs> It is so not funny and it is played for such a cheap laugh <laughs> it is fucked up
1: it's fucked up but it's funny
0: this movie is fucked up there are so many moments like that like god wasn't the worst one where she like grabbed the cat with one hand like snapped, snapped its neck, neck and then threw it in yeah. a like that that was that really one upset me. Yeah, because it it looked like that cat puppet had a little weight to it. And I was like, "Uh, I really don't like this.
1: You know what's even more upsetting than cat deaths in this movie? Incest? No. Something even more upsetting than the incest. Oh, God. Enya.
0: Enya, yeah. (laughs) Bodasia, or however the fuck you pronounce it. The humming song, as many know it by. Um... It's That's the, the theme. fucking theme song for this fucking movie.
1: And it's weird.
0: It's so, and like... And it makes
1: you feel uncomfortable.
0: God damn it. Like, from the beginning to the end, uh-huh. this song is constantly playing, and I don't know what to feel during, like... Right? Yeah, like, I do not know what emotion listening to Enya through this movie is supposed to invoke. Like ponderance like deep thought like reflection like somber i don't know i don't know what the intent is other than the fact that they were able to license the fucking song and use the
1: shit out of it
0: yeah it it literally like if you time it it probably plays like every six minutes yeah through the entire fucking movie um and i don't know it's just it's so uncomfortable but then there's also that fucking Sleepwalker song that we hear whenever we go to the diner. If it goes on over the PA, Don't touch me. <laughs> Gross. <laughs>
1: That's a song they fuck to.
0: Yes, that is their fuck theme. So there's, <laughs> there's the Sleepwalkers theme, and then there's the incest theme. This movie is so uncomfortable. And I, I can't help but just point the finger at Stephen King for writing this goddamn thing. <laughs> like, what the hell?
1: Would you recommend this? No,
0: God, no. <laughs> but yes, I would. I Here's the thing. It's coming to blue.
1: Yes, uh, Shout Factory. Yeah, yeah. Scream Factory.
0: Yeah, Scream Factory is doing a huge fucking release for this. I think November 6th. Mm -hmm. So, the week after Halloween, it's going to be coming out. It's got brand new cover art from, I think, uh, Devin. I can't remember his last name from Cavity Colors. Um, It, you know, looks cool. Uh, I've never been a fan of the look of the sleepwalkers when they're transformed. Like the human cat hybrid mask. I think I think it's a shitty design, Um, but at the same time, like I don't want to completely shit on it. It looks
1: like something out of the Super Mario Brothers movie. I
0: don't know. I don't know why
1: Super Mario Brothers movie is better.
0: My Super Mario Brothers movie is fucking amazing. (laughs) I love that movie. Um, Daisy, so fucking good. Um, This, you know, some of the some of the effects are okay. Um, It was done by Alterian. So, you know, Tony Gardner and the whole the whole crew. Yeah. Um, But I just, I think the intentions of the cast and crew and the filmmaker team behind this movie were a hell of a lot better than the final product. And I don't think anybody knew what the hell they were making when they were doing this film because it seemed like in every, like, EPK, Any junket stuff, any interviews with any of the fucking talent involved. People
1: seem confused.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I hate to say it, but I don't think Alice Krieg knew what happened. And I kind of think this is like a brutal career killer. And the only thing she really had after this was a couple of spots. Silent Hill being a, a really good role. But then the Borg Queen.
1: Yeah, that definitely would help.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that, you know, that kept paying the bills. Um, but I do love the fact that I think two years after this, she went completely opposite parallel from B movie, like mass market schlock to doing the fucking Institute Benjaminta with the Quay brothers, <laughs> right. which is such a good, good art house film. I can't recommend it enough. Um, but, you know, it's it's one that I don't know how audiences now react to it. Like, I haven't dug It's got to be a
1: nostalgia thing.
0: It's either a nostalgia thing or it's a shock thing. Because yeah. this is one of those movies where you it's watch it and you're like, how the fuck is this real? How yeah. the hell did this goddamn movie get made?
1: See, for me, it's like, I would only recommend this to people I hate. <laughs>
0: It's great. You'll love it, Bobby. Or
1: oh, Bobby. <laughs> or I would recommend it to someone who's like, I want to watch like a really shitty movie. Oh
0: man! And okay. I'd be like, oh, you want
1: to watch a really shitty movie? Yeah. Do you want it to be like good or do you want it to be <laughs> shit? You want
0: <know> to watch Hollywood <laughs> Cop? <laughs>
1: His- <laughs> If, anyone, if, if people come up to me they're like, give me a really good shitty movie. Samurai Cop. Yeah,
0: 100%. 100%. Any of the Amirs. Almost. But if they're Almost. like, if they're like
1: I want a really, really shitty movie. Sleepwater's.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, bafflingly bad. And the thing is, is like, it's, again, But you at know, the same
1: time, it is kind of entertaining.
0: Yes. Um, and it's kind of fascinating. I mean it looks good, you know. It looks it's it's rich. well shot. Yeah. Um, I think, you know It
1: feels like one of the knockoff episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark in scenes?
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um it, it goes it goes there. It also goes into like kind of a less gritty Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. A little bit. Like if um you watch some shitty knockoff show that HBO produced around that time. Um It's not poor quality, but it is just unbelievably rough execution. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, amazing who was involved. Like, again, going back to Clive Barker, Toby Hooper, Joe Dante, um, fucking Landis, uh, Perlman, you know, everybody that we've talked about so far through this film. I I can't believe that they're in this goddamn movie. It doesn't make sense. He pays the bills. I guess. I don't know. Maybe they all needed to re up their fucking insurance that year or something. Like,
1: their actor's insurance. Something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's not the worst movie ever made, but it's definitely confusing and uncomfortable and. It's all
0: over the place. Um.
1: It's entertaining but it's at the same time it's just not good.
0: It's aggravating too because you're like trying to you know dig into parts of the film there, there are like little snippets of interesting things that yeah. happen here and there and then they're left and forgotten um, I like the stuff about the doing the um, chalk imprints yeah. of the, the rubbing rubbing you know the gravestones. Um I like
1: the rodeo song.
0: I <laughs> do we want to talk about that cop cuz he is awesome. I wish I knew the character's name. I knew I wish I knew the actor. I have no idea what the fuck the rodeo song is or even if it's a real fucking thing, but this dude is just jamming out in his fucking car while he's on the beat doing his patrol. And he's just like, mm, motherfucker, tired of your shit. Hey there, my little friend cat. Yeah. Gonna,
1: gonna last you gonna
0: up. Gonna take you to the rodeo. It's <laughs> like,
1: what the fuck is this? It is
0: genius. This is so fun.
1: You know, uh, I just, all right. So this cop is chasing Charles in his blue car.
0: Oh, you mean um, the blue car that we now know from the It remake is um, Henry Bowers.
1: I don't care. Blue
0: Firebird. I don't
1: fucking care. He's chasing, ooh, he's chasing Charles Easter in a blue car. Yeah. Charles is able to transform it to look like a red car. He picks up Shelley, they go to the cemetery and the red car, and then for no fucking reason, it changes back to blue.
0: I Okay, so again, going back to you, there are absolutely no fucking rules in this movie with what the powers of these creatures are. Apparently, they like, have the ability to turn themselves invisible.
1: Like maybe he like knew that there was like like if he no like maybe there's a timer on how long it could be disguised, but he would know there was a timer. So why wouldn't he just reset it?
0: So after the <laughs> whole assault in the graveyard, Charles goes home and he's near death. And he's, you know, dying and he's all bloody and he's all fucked up and he's on the couch forever. Then there's this whole interaction between him and his mom where she talks about how he has to muster the energy to turn himself invisible or do something. Uh, we're, We're not exactly sure. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe they have to cultivate their energy to be able to affect solid objects and transform them and maybe when they walked into the graveyard he was like all right i'm gonna focus on sucking out shelly's life force so i forgot about the car and
1: but you wouldn't for okay
0: (laughs) Stephen king coke desk that's the logic here that's what we're talking about and like we talked about the other day, you know, I, I still do want to get a copy of this goddamn screenplay and see how much incest and shit was because cut out of the movie. They
1: cut it down like by an hour or something.
0: Eight cuts to make an R. This movie went through the MPAA.
1: That's... It was
0: just, no, you're not getting an R. No, you're not getting an R. No, you're not getting an R. You want to release this, you got to do it NC-17 or you got to do it unrated. And it was like... Hi. What the fuck did they cut out other than the sex scene stuff that it was so fucking extreme? I mean, there are some moments in this movie. Maybe there was like
1: extreme animal violence, like even worse than what's already in there. Maybe. Yeah, I was about
0: to say they already left that in. Um, like maybe
1: even worse. Maybe.
0: Maybe there were more characters that got murdered. Maybe there were like more. Upsetting scenes of Otho and his hand getting chopped off.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, th- there's a weird bit of like uh, continuity that I'm not sure if it's a continuity error or if it's some shit. But when Otho um, slams the car door on Charles' hand, I thought he was reaching across when he was trying to get out of the car with his right hand. Mm-hmm. But then when Charles picks up his left hand, he's got like this huge fucking gash going down the wrist that his mom has to sew up. I'm thinking we like kind of missed a scene or two. Like, maybe he got cut by a cat. Maybe he
1: got cut by something.
0: It was like a piece of glass
1: or something. I have
0: no idea. But that's the thing, too, is that, like, shit happens in this movie, and you kind of get the impression that something was supposed to happen before it, but you don't always get it. And then there are just moments of complete and total, like, high school... Garbage schlock like fucking Shelly dancing to Do You Love Me in the fucking movie theater when she's cleaning up the popcorn with her broom and Walkman. Uh That bit is bad and it lasts so long. Like, I think um, I said, if I had watched this on like release weekend, that would have been the moment I walked out. That's like three minutes in. (laughs)
1: Right?
0: Murdered and mutilated cats, Luke Skywalker, Shelly from Twin Peaks dancing like an idiot no, in a fucking it, Before we movie get theater. that, we
1: do get incest.
0: Yeah, we do. We do. Because we get introduced to Charles and his mom, and doesn't he carry her up the stairs?
1: After making and then out.
0: And kick the door. Yeah, that's right. Because they talk about... Ew. Ew. Fucking you. Oh, that's another telekinetic power they have. They can drop the record on the player and move the stylus with their minds, even though they're downstairs.
1: So <laughs> Fuck this movie. Sh- any shout outs for the week?
0: Um <laughs> Shout out to Scream Factory for being ballsy to re-release this piece of shit back into the world in two months. What the fuck are you guys thinking? I thought you were going south with Hellhole, but that's okay. I love some old Robert Zadar and Mary Warren, but fuck.
1: I mean, I think people do really like this movie, and I can see why you'd like it. I can't see why people would like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But at the same time, it's just garbage. Yeah,
0: it's a piece of shit. But it's not um, Pet
1: Cemetery 2.
0: Well, you know, I mean, I still like Pet Cemetery 2 more.
1: Okay. I do.
0: I do. They they both have their merits, um, but you know it is what it is. Um, <sighs> fucking sleepwalkers. Really, I, I don't have much more to say about it. Um, yeah. Me my either. my shout outs for this week. I mean, of course, you know, thank you everyone for supporting us on Patreon, for listening to the show. Um, you can always follow us on all the feeds. We're always posting on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we're giving everyone who connects with us on Patreon first run of all of our content whenever we make anything new and try to have a dialogue with you guys. So whenever you talk to us on the official site or leave us an iTunes review, we always appreciate it and we love having that interaction. Um, so, thank you. Thank you so much Thanks. for being a part of the show. Yeah, thank you. With us every week as we talk about fucking sleepwalkers. <laughs> um, Deborah, do you have anything you want to drop before we uh, get
1: going here? Just going to make a quick shout out to American McGee yes. and Martin working yes, as on always. Alice Asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, check them out. They got the Mysterious Shop. They got YouTube going on for Alice Asylum. There's a Patreon. Um,
0: Baby Spiders.
1: Baby spiders,
0: and and uh, we're not talking about
1: like infant spiders. We're talking about spiders made out of baby parts.
0: Centipedes, everything horrific you can think of.
1: Please check them out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everybody, go go and check out uh, what American McGee is doing over on YouTube. And uh, follow him on Patreon as well. And
1: Instagram um, and Facebook.
0: The the stuff they're producing for this game just looks absolutely amazing. It, we, we it gets better
1: every fucking day.
0: Yeah, we, we can't praise it enough. Um anything else? Anything you can think of other than uh,
1: hopefully uh, we get
0: Sleepwalkers 2 in the future. Uh,
1: or a revival. Another shout out to VG nights uh, Yes, this is my quote-unquote, brother.
0: Yeah. And
1: a couple gaming of... gaming
0: family. Yeah.
1: A couple of our friends. We do video games on Twitch. Mm-hmm. and Sometimes YouTube, but mostly Twitch. Um, and that's V, G, and then knights with a K.
0: As in video game nights. That's
1: right. Um, VG Kniggets. It's just a way to make fun of people playing video games while drunk and being nerds. And it's a lot of fun. Oh. Um might have Everybody's one. a comedian. Yeah. might have one of them on the show maybe yes
0: yes um and i think that would be a lot of fun uh we have some very uh interesting ideas lined up for of course the rest of 60 days of halloween and beyond Um, Uh, but
1: we also want to hear your ideas if there's a movie an actor director a book anything that you're a freaky fan of or you want to hear about let us know because we do take that into consideration when we do this
0: yes yeah, so if any one of you want to hear us talk about rl stein or scary stories to tell in the dark or any <sighs>
1: i just remembered our request <sighs>
0: <laughs> hey the book came in i will be rereading sol uric's masterwork
1: we're not going to spoil what the request was.
0: No, but no, we've already no, put no. in the
1: work for a requested show, so we do actually do requests.
0: That's right. That's right. So our next episode will not be horror centric unless you look at a couple of aspects it, of it. Um, no.
1: <laughs> Stop.
0: All right, folks, uh, with that, we're going to get going. Um, Again, thank you, as always, for tuning in. We love you. And this has been another episode of Freaky Fandom.
1: (laughs)